what's really critical, and very few people do this in my experience, is to be very scientific about things. So you need to measure a baseline before you do anything. And it could be Google ads, it could be Facebook ads, it could be phoning people, I don't care what it is. You should have a baseline of how is your product ranking before you do an action. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. Hey folks, this is Michael Vesey from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. If you would like resources and links and other help, to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 397. Let's jump in. Hi there. Thanks very much for tuning in. Today, Jason and I are going to finish off our discussion around Amazon ads. And today we're going to talk a little bit about sponsored brand ads and sponsored display ads. We're not going to dive into too much detail, but give you a sort of flavor and overview of where you might consider putting it into your strategies and your paid search strategies. And then we're going to wrap up with a little bit of common sense wisdom from our experience of working with clients as well as our own businesses to make sure that you're really using these things in a very strategic way. So stay tuned. Thanks very much for listening. All right. So you just unlocked a couple more questions that come to my mind then. So in terms of the keywords you're using, let's say you've got 10 keywords and one of them is really the word, man. It's like everyone searches for, but the other ones have volume of searches, but not as much. What's your approach? Do you try to win the biggie or do you try to win the small ones? Is there any kind of strategy there? Do you try to win a small castle and be the king of a little castle or a couple little castles? Or do you try to assault the big keyword with as much money as you can? Any nuance there? Because it really is a strategy question where you spend your money. It's a good question. I guess you see this again comes down to analytical you are. I just generally... I love your phrase. I generally throw hand grenades at things. I'm not suggesting that's the best approach. I think that's my natural inclination. I think the smart money is normally on going for the sort of moderately long-tail keyword. So for example, cat food with vitamins would be a long-tail keyword. If you get several clicks, let alone sales on this, and we should talk about click-through rates and sales and how that plans in. But if you get some clicks and sales on that, then if you get, say, 10 sales on cat food with vitamins, that will go a long way to ranking you better for the word cat food. And if you also have cat food for Siamese cats or something, it will also help you to rank for that. So I think the smart thing is to assault the castle via the small hills or whatever the metaphor is we're using here. You take the little castles and then you go after the big castle because you got more power. I like that approach. I like that approach in general for everything we do in our businesses that are search related for organic as well as for paid search. You want to win number one slot for something and use that as your foothold in my view. And then that gives you clarity. It gives you some foothold and then you can expand from there and go after the bigger phrases. 
one nuance to that though. I think number one slot, I think the main thing I would be obsessed with isn't really so much my sponsored brand ranking, although if you sponsored product ranking, I'm sorry, or where I appear in the adverts, as long as it's on page one, if possible. And you, unless you picked an overly competitive category to start with, you could probably get to page one. What matters to me is your organic ranking, because the main way this works, the economics of this work only if your paid adverts trigger, which they do very well, organic ranking for a particular key phrase. So if you have a click-through rate of about 1%, maybe a little bit less will still do the job, that will send the signal to the algorithm that it should be ranking your listing organically for a particular keyword. And if you have a click-through rate and then also you make some sales, obviously that is the ultimate signal. That's more or less what drives the algorithm. Add to cart helps as well, If you, even if you don't make a sale, because it's close to a sale. But the main the main thing is you want to go for organic ranking for your keywords. And that is the most important thing, because if you don't rank organically, trying to make sales primarily via advertising does not work economically on Amazon, in my experience, unless you have a very clever backend strategy that very few people are using. And what you just described there is the reason why paid search is more valuable generally than paid social media ads, because it's a second order impact. You want to ask yourself a question, if I spend this advertising dollar, what secondary benefit do I derive? And if you can, in the AMS system, spend ad money and get long-term organic rank, man, that is a really valuable ad platform. Compare that to, for example, a Facebook ad, which if you set it up and you spend a hundred bucks and you turn it off, it's gone. There is no second order value proposition other than the revenue might've created or the signups or whatever. So yeah, I think that's really important. It's why AMS budget work is important to think through and new allow because it allows you to do that. Now, Google doesn't offer you that promise. They, in fact, say there's a firewall between their organic search and their paid products. We, as advertisers, debate the truth of that. But, but nonetheless, it's an idea that's really central, which is that second order impact. And that gets back to my point where we talked about in the prior episode of about testing your way off of AMS ads to see how good you've gotten at the organic search velocity and ranking. So anyway, okay, that's great. Let's keep going on the details here. Just one thing I want to say about the ranking thing. I think what's really critical, and very few people do this in my experience, is to be very scientific about things. So you need to measure a baseline before you do anything. And it could be Google ads, it could be Facebook ads, it could be phoning people, I don't care what it is. You should have a baseline of how is your product ranking before you do an action? And then how is it ranking for keywords after you've done the action? Otherwise, you have no way of tying the two together. And that's really critical. So for Amazon ads, fortunately, we get quite a lot of information from the Amazon ads platform more than you get just organically. And that's another very powerful reason for doing it. I suppose you would call that discovery work to find out what keywords work, what click-through rates you get on them, what sort of conversion rates you get on them, none of which you're going to get organically at all. And nevertheless, you need to measure, and there's lots of things. Helium 10 has a, a thing for this. There's loads and loads of ranking tools out there that will tell you where your product ranks for most keywords. And the truth is, even after you go after certain keywords with your advertising efforts, you often won't shift the ranking because the click-through rate's too disappointing or it's just too similar to everything else. Okay, so... I know that Amazon has more than just the sponsored product ad. What are some of the newer options? You want to describe any of the other options in terms of the ads op that are available to us as sellers? Sure. Now, I'm not the expert in this. I have to say so that I know this from second order. So I want to be clear about that. I haven't personally really used them much because I think they are something I would only advise using after you've got skillful at the other stuff because there's a lot of money to be got out of skillful use of the 
sponsored product ads, but the sponsored brand ads and sponsored brand related type stuff is quite new. And there are some interesting options there. The main thing that, as the name implies, that Amazon wants people to think about using for is to create a brand on on Amazon. I think most people agree that the truth is that it's very hard to create a real brand on Amazon in the sense that it is a very price-driven platform. There are significant brands on Amazon, but they've normally built their brand off Amazon. So like Nike is a massively famous brand in the trading space, but that's not because of Amazon ads. So instead of thinking of it in this sort of brand advertising, which is hard to justify economically, it's better to try to use it as a kind of form of direct response ad in a way that is somewhat different to the intention, I believe, at Amazon. So that's the main thing I would say about that. What about video-based ads? I know that I think is relatively new for in some context or something. I know Kyle has been working with our coaching clients, getting them set up on video ads, which in his business is really crushing it right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not something I've used a lot of, but I'm beginning to see people use it. I still think it's underused. A lot of the smart sellers I know aren't using it that well. So the fact that Kyle's using it is very smart. And I know some people are beginning to because they do those who do use it tend to work pretty well. Unsurprisingly, video is a very powerful medium and the web is getting more and more video oriented. So you've got some sponsored display ads, sponsored spotlight ads, and you've got the sponsored video ads as well available. They're selling them out of beta. It's coming out of beta for a lot of people. And I've done the exact details of how you get onto the program and it's changing all the time anyway. But yeah, I think that the main thing is to, if you've got to jump, it depends on your skill set when you come to Amazon, right? If you've had to do a lot of direct response advertising creation, especially say Facebook ads, it will be no big deal. But if you're coming from just using sponsored product ads on Amazon, then it's going to be quite the learning curve. So that affects, I think, where you go next and how you approach it, really. So you've got opportunities there. Then let's talk about evaluating ads. What is the metric set that you think is most important? There's a certain phrases that are popularized, the return on ad spend phrase and ACOS. You want to walk us through some of the metrics involved in evaluating ads? Yeah, you can get really into the weeds really quickly. And I'm not saying that some of the detail isn't important. It isn't something I tend to plunge into myself. Somewhat analytical. I've not really found it to be incredibly powerful. You probably should have somebody, if you've got a bigger organization, who is really into the weeds on this stuff. The temptation is to hire an agency, but I would hold off on that. That's another conversation. But just to come back to the question of return on ad spend, the the problem with that is it by keyword and therefore very granular metric. And it can, I think, you can do it by ad campaign or whatever, but I still don't think it's very helpful because it's designed by Amazon to help you spend more money because it looks like you're getting a return on investment. but The problem with it is this, the return on advertising is valid in a thing like Facebook. As you said, you turn the Facebook ads off, the the traffic stops. Whereas what we're trying to do is use that second order organic ranking, which is actually the primary thing that we're after. So to take account of that, we need to step back a bit, admit that we have a lot of advertising. We don't know what's going on because Amazon doesn't give us the adverts, the organic data. So I think the most robust and helpful metrics are the crudest in a sense, which is the sometimes called TACOS, total advertising cost of sales, or the ATS, advertising to sales ratio, which you've mentioned before. And honestly, that is the one that most people use and I think is the most reliable. So in other words, you just very simply add up all of the ad spend on a particular product line. It could be a variation. It could be the parent product. You should probably look at both and divide that by the total sales for the same period. And that gives you the advertising to sales ratio. And honestly, crude as that may sound, if you're into the weeds, that is actually more reliable. I've seen people wrap themselves in knots, wondering about ACOS, 
And a lot of the automated Amazon ad management systems are run with a sort of target ACoS. And I think that misses the boat because that doesn't account for the organic ranking. So it's a tricky business and that's by intention. It's designed that way. Amazon wants you to spend money because it's the only part of their retail organization. AWS is very profitable and probably will at some point, as we've talked about, get split off by some kind of competition, anti-monopolies trust or whatever, antitrust legislation, whatever it is. And the only bit of the retail business that makes money is the advertising platform. It's set up to make you spend more money in the hope that it's making sense. And you have to back off that Amazon world and look at it in a non-Amazon world. <laughs> advertising sales ratio, very standard for the industry, right? Yeah, I think so. And the ACOS number that's important to understand yeah. is then connected to your cost of goods and your profit per unit. And so what you end up with over time is understanding in essence how much you can pay to promote your product profitably and where your break-even points are roughly. And so then it gives you sort of a track to run on in terms of how much you can spend at the keyword level to get clicks and sales through key phrase. And so I think those are the most important things to start to understand. There is a magic trick for some sellers that you might not know about. Maybe you do. Should I explain the magic trick? Of course. <laughs> the first question that you ask yourself is, where is my profitability? And there are certain products that have near zero marginal cost. And those products are, of course, ebooks. <laughs> And when you have an ebook, because you have no cost of goods, all you have is the cost to sell the, the book on Amazon. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 397. And so I would just refer everyone back to our episode on creating an ebook. Because if you can create an ebook associated with your primary product, you can advertise that and your average cost of sales can be very high relative to the price point because there's no physical cost of good. And so in essence, ebooks is a backdoor into orienting people to your product. If again, you can come up with an ebook that's associated with your product and really use it as a sales tool in a, what you might call integrated product suite. So the economics of ebooks is just very different. And in essence, they're easier to sell through AMS because you've got a lot more money to play with in essence. And you can run AMS ads or campaigns for ebooks that in essence, you can use effectively as a tip of the spear or front end lead generation tool to orient people to your product. So I would just encourage everybody to learn about that system go find out about how that can work for you in support of your physical product and consider weaving it into the mix. That's all I use AMS ads for is my, my ebook collection. So that's where I spend a lot of my time on the ads and Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I would say about that is a couple of things, and we've talked about books before, and it's, I would say it's an underused tool by just about everybody. I know they, they get obsessed with creating physical products. And of course, they have their relationships with their suppliers and they're used to how to create physical products. But actually, even if they used a ghostwriter or did a lot of those guys are very articulate. I work with anyway, even by the nature of the beast, they want to be in a mastermind. So they want to discuss stuff. But I'm quite sure that they would have multiple digital products in them. And the second thing is then with the sort of Amazon ad spin on it. Yeah, it's a perfect way to gain brand awareness in a fairly affordable way. Compared to, say, Amazon's sponsored brand ad, which is actually 
quite an expensive way of getting a very superficial view of your product in an advert as opposed to spending the same money getting them to buy a book and really if someone actually reads the book you know, a lot of people don't read what they buy but if they do they're getting a much more powerful connection with you and your brand so for me that's super smart and the fact is nobody's doing it and you've got to zig when they zag as, as people say you know you've got to do something different to stand out so i really like that a lot this is fantastic other technical details we want to talk about before we conclude and wrap up the episode something very crude but i think very important that many people get wrong is that people look at the economics of amazon ads as if it's like a steady state thing you put your product up you set your advertising budget and then that's it the truth is as we talked about in the last episode but i want to dig into this and really make this very clear because it's so absolutely critical for amazon success full stop assuming and i'm going to say this again because it's so important you've chosen the right keyword market that it's possible to rank in. If you've done something stupid and tried to go for cat food, then it ain't going to happen. And your product needs to be good and priced right. All that stuff needs to be good. Assuming all that, which is a big if, you need to differentiate between the absolutely huge energy and money spend needed to launch a new product from the cold start somewhere meaningful on page one for organic keyword ranking. I'm not talking about BSR, by the way, the general ranking. I'm talking about by particular keyword and somewhere on page one in most markets. Some markets, page two can be valuable. It's You have to spend a, and be willing to budget a lot of money to put your product there. And I think for me, the most effective thing I've seen is not going to be great news to people. It's not clever, but it works consistently, which is put your price down low, spend a lot of money on the right targeted animals and ads. And then over time, just like the space shuttle gets rid of the expensive fuel at hungry boosters, as soon as it's got out of the atmosphere, you bring that ad spend down over to, over maybe two, three weeks, and you gradually put your price up. And then if you've got everything else right, then it's mostly organic ranking and you just use the Amazon ads as a little bit of boost. So I think you have to differentiate so strongly between that sort of eight to 15% advertising to sales ratio when it, you're in steady state in orbit, as it were, mostly kept up by Amazon organically versus the colossal ad spend needed to launch. And you need to budget for that. Rule of thumb is maybe about 60% of the value of your inventory for your first set of inventory, it is quite possible that you may need to get through in certain very competitive markets, like whole containers worth of stuff just to launch. My advice is don't go for those markets because they're too competitive, but you have to just budget for that and allow for that. There's no point in building the space shuttle without any way to get it in orbit. I love that metaphor. Yeah, that's really good. When to strategically use ads in your launch of your rocket ship. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, so big picture takeaways for me on this topic is test small, and if you're new to it all, test all the ad formats. Just make yourself a goal to say, okay, I'm going to just try to learn how to use each of these ad formats that Amazon offers me and just muddle through and understand. You know, there's tons of YouTube videos and tons of Google articles about every one of these, of course. So learn every ad platform method, a type of ad, and then test small to see what works well. And then really over time, start to understand the strategic use to your point. I think those are my big takeaways for this technical detail. I would say just a couple of things in addition. One is the knowing that you have to launch it. You're going to have to get into learning the skill set early, as we mentioned before. And if in doubt, honestly, the crudest mechanism is normally the most effective as well. You'll be glad to hear if you're not an over-analytical person, which is auto campaign sponsored product ads work really well. They often outperform the most manual campaigns where you spent so much time and effort Amazon's algorithm, if you put the right keywords in the right order into your listing already, you've got to give it a fighting chance. And that comes down to quality keyword research. 
then actually Amazon's algorithm does quite a good job of figuring out who should be seeing your product and whether they're going to convert. Well, they have got something of a vested interest in it doing well in terms of they don't just make money from ads, they do make 15% off you when they make sales as well. So if in doubt, at least do that, but never ever put a product on Amazon that you think could sell thousands of units a month or hundreds or whatever it is. And you have to therefore buy in bulk as well and do no advertising because that's basically the kiss of death and it will just sit there unless you've chosen a very uncompetitive area, in which case, okay, fine. I totally agree with that sentiment and it's an interesting thing to think through. I think you're right in saying that basic usage of the tool is one of the most important things that just get into your mind. And because I've seen that over and over, like on, for example, Etsy, different platform that we advertise on. The big secret of Etsy advertising, turning it on. Sometimes we overcomplicate these. Yeah. And Amazon, the same thing is true. Don't overcomplicate it. Turn it on with a smallish budget, see how it works. And you might be surprised. It might totally do the trick. Just, you know, just right out of the box. And I think that shouldn't be overlooked because it certainly can happen that way for many products, for many sellers. This is fantastic, man. Any final comments before we wrap it up? No, I think what you said is right. Don't overcomplicate it. Any analytical type system, Google ads, Facebook ads, Amazon ads as well, can become very complicated. I would say similarly to Facebook, actually, you can trust the algorithm to quite a degree these days. So even that, use the automated version. Look at the numbers that come out of that, especially discovery phase, if you want to call it that, and look at the keywords and the data. Learn to analyze that, preferably with somebody who knows what they're talking about, because it's hard to do on your own. In my experience, that's a good time to get a coach in and or to learn from a course or whatever. And then once you're armed with that data that Amazon's algorithm has automatically produced for you, then you can start to do your own advertising on the basis of some solid data, which is always a good start. Awesome. With all that said, we really encourage you to go try out Amazon ads if you've never done it. Let us know how it goes. We'd love to get your feedback. We'd also love your subscription to this podcast and your reviews. Those are incredibly helpful. And we've got tons of additional resources and, of course, all the prior episodes, which you can find on theecommerceleader.com. And so thank you so much, just in conclusion, for supporting the show. Really helpful for you to do the reviews, do the subscription and the sharing. It's a huge blessing and it's an honor to be able to do this. Michael, once again, you've shared tons of knowledge here and I just want to thank you for taking the time as well. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 397. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.